You're listening to Boots to Biz with Army veterans Teresa Huntley and Veronica Tonight. Tactical lessons for today's entrepreneurs. We're out. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of Boots to Biz. Whoops. <laughs> We're repeating again. Hang on. Okay. We always got to have some, you know, minor little technical difficulties <laughs> there. I'm going to throw one more out at you because I need to record. So here we go. <laughs> all got right. It. All right. So we are back, back from vacation. <laughs> much yeah. needed, much needed vacation on a cruise ship and then out to a little private island. It was amazing. So yeah, what you I been up to, know Teresa? all about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't what wait. Have what have I been up to? Well, this week was definitely a very interesting week. Um, the leader, uh, well, our mentor in the company was on this grandiose vacation as well. So sometimes I feel like when the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> Uh, I'm not much of a uh, rebel, you know, I'm, I'm very much so your stereotypical role follower, uh, but I caught myself, you know, like feeling, feeling some feels of like, how do I eliminate some distractions in my life and really just center myself and reevaluate, like, what do I want in this season? So I had a super reflective um, week. And then this past weekend, I was able to take a conference. Um, I don't know if our listeners have heard of it, but once a year, um, Marina Wari does a conference. It's called the Most Powerful Women of Network Marketing. So I spent three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, rubbing elbows with seven and eight um, figure income earners in network marketing. And I have so much um, to kind of just personally unpacked, but yeah, I, my weekend gave me so much hope for the future and what is in store for, for my life and your life. And, you know, hopefully our listeners lives for those that are in network marketing. Yeah. It's exciting. I, I attended that a few years ago and then I did the next year as well. Um, I think the first year that I attended was most impactful for me. There was so mm. much. It was so amazing. Um, in fact, the, my now business coach outside of our business, she, um, the one that, you know, I, I hire, she actually taught at that one. And mm. that really opened up my eyes more to how her teaching process, her coaching process. And um, so much when it comes to all of the uh, ways that you can market your business through mm -hmm. social media. Mm -hmm. That is what we learned so much through those different outside sources, uh, like what mm -hmm. you're talking about. And then we get to take that inside our organization to our teams. And that's why I always say, if you're looking for a coach, a teacher, a mentor, someone who's going to take you to the top, someone who's investing in themselves to then be able to turn around and invest in you, right. we're the people for it. You know, yeah. that's what we're doing here. We are doing it. Yeah, and we put a lot of time, energy and money into it. So um, I got to say, though, disconnecting for a minute and being on this cruise with my girlfriend, uh, Cora, you know, I always say we should take girls trips like it should be like there should be a prescription for that. Don't you agree? Like doctors should just write out a prescription. You need a girl's trip. Go away for a week. True. Yes. I know any any opportunity that I get to do that. Um, without my children and my family, I, I think I respond differently during it. And then even when I come back, it's a different type of mental space 
and release. You know, it's it's like not only are the the main distractions completely eliminated, but you're able to um, disconnect from from responsibility. You know, and just absolutely be yourself, be you. You know, that unapologetic you with your girlfriends. Yeah, it was so it was it was exactly that. And I I'm not gonna say I have a problem with disconnecting in my I mean, maybe <laughs> I think we all do. We we are in the know kind of people and it drives us nuts not to know what's happening, right? And right. I, I do really shelter myself a lot from news, which is really unusual for me because my background is as a broadcast news producer. I was an executive right. producer, news producer uh, for years and then worked in public affairs with the military and all of that. So, you know, being in the in the know is very important, but I have sheltered myself more from the news. What I don't shelter myself from at all, what I go after is really looking at people on social media and responses mm -hmm. and knowing, you know, that's, that's where we make our money a lot of times is right. through those avenues. So it's really hard to disconnect when, when there's money at stake, when it's your livelihood at stake. And that's really how your livelihood works. Now I did pre-program some things to post while right. I was gone, so that there's no like disappearing act. And everybody kind of knew I was on vacation when I did have some signal, not Wi-Fi, they refused to purchase Wi-Fi. Pro tip, if you don't want to, you know, maybe accidentally connect, you know, because it just kind of happened, <laughs> then don't get Wi-Fi and only use your phone like when you're at a place that has signal. So when right. we were in Cozumel, uh, getting on the boat, and then, of course, at the island, you didn't have, you know, we didn't have signal, but then back on at Cozumel, we did. So for a few minutes, I was able to uh, talk to my husband for a few minutes and, and then be able to, you know, post a few pictures. So people did know that, yes, I really was on vacation and I had not abandoned any of my clientele or any of, you know, my friends on Facebook and Instagram and all the places. But but it was really good to not have Wi-Fi and not and, and kind of have an excuse that I can't, I can't respond to y'all. <laughs> you know, and, and it's interesting. I just had a thought and, uh, and I'm just curious how many people feel this way. And it might be a limiting belief or something that holds them back from being an entrepreneur. And that is not really having the job to unplug from, right? Where if you're not going in for your nine to five or eight to four, or whatever, whatever your actual job is, when you leave and you come home in the evening, you leave your work at your job. You don't take it home with you. And I hear this a lot. Um, but as entrepreneurs, you know, a lot we are our job, right? Our job is with us. We can take it anywhere and everywhere. And the ability to meet people along the way, um, I think that that's such an incredible blessing. But there's a a huge chunk of people that do not agree with that mindset and that thought processes. So I'd love for you to, to speak on that. What advice would you give somebody that really owns that as a limiting belief in terms of, man, this is really holding me back. I hate that I can never put it down as an entrepreneur. That's a great question. And I'll tell you this, there's a few things. First of all, you can have everything in life. You just can't have it all at one time. Let's just start with that. Okay. So I'm not a believer in the word balance. I don't really like that. Uh, what I like is more of a harmony, mm -hmm. having harmony with everything. So balance, I feel like is often used as an excuse 
to say, well, I need to have more balance in my life. So I'm not going to work my business, you know, ridiculous, like almost in a, in a ridiculous way. Right. So it's in a way to relieve you of any, um, a, a, you know, responsibility or, um, you know, what's the word that we always use? Uh, we're accountability. That's the word. So to relieve you of accountability, you say, well, I need more balance in my life. I think a lot of people maybe sometimes can misuse that word. <laughs> so when you have a big goal, when you have a vision, when it is massive enough to make you want to vomit that that goal is and that vision, then there's not going to be balance. There's just not. There's not. There can be harmony along the way. And you can set different disciplines in action to ensure that. So if it's, I know, Teresa, you've done a great job with putting your phone in a silent mode where you don't get any do not disturb mode. You'll do that for hours on end as you're, you know, doing certain types of work. 100%. I agree. There are things like that that you can disciplines like that that you can put into place so that you're not constantly distracted, especially those of us who have issues with that with ADD as a you know in my history and everything so so now I will say ADD maybe helps me work the way I do see that there are all ways you could just kind of turn them into your strengths yeah so these things that you may think are limiting for you could actually turn into strengths for you as well right but it is discipline bottom line it's discipline mm -hmm. now when my husband is home when he says we we talked about it we we had a meeting and you know we did we decided what does it look like for you? Because you know, this is how I operate my business. What would make you feel good about me putting things down so that we have our time? So for him, it was, you know, nine o'clock during the week to not be on my phone after nine o'clock. And it was one night a week to just completely take off one night a week for date night for us. And then there was maybe only one time that I had something with my business that had to happen on that Friday night. So we just moved it to Saturday night and he was totally flexible with that. It's not like he, you know, had an issue with that. It's like, Hey, as long as we have our one night, now our one night a week is very simple. We like to stay home. He likes to use the Traeger and make something really cool on the Traeger on the smoker. And then we watch uh, on patrol live. That's like our show. We love that show. So it's always Friday or Saturday. <laughs> So we have the dogs on the sofa, we're watching On Patrol Live, you know, and we're eating the smoked meats or whatever it is that he makes on the trigger. So we, we're kind of homebodies like that, but it's it's nice to be able to shut down and be able to do that whenever, when, when he's home. When he's gone, see, that's when I, that's when I run because there's mm -hmm. really no reason. Like I don't, I don't have any reason to shut down until I get to the point that I need to go and shut down. Right. And that's why this trip was really positioned at a perfect time in a perfect place, really in a perfect storm, because there was a lot mm -hmm. of stuff going on in my life and my business that had all culminated right before the trip. And it was like, I am so happy I get to walk away right now and unplug. And for the first time ever, I wanted to. Right. I really, really wanted to. I also did on our honeymoon. Obviously, I really wanted to then too. But but this was even, this was longer than our honeymoon because we split our honeymoon into a few, you know, uh, different trips and so they were shorter at a time but right. yeah and what what happened with it was even better for my business and let me tell you how mm -hmm. so during that time with my friend Cora so we used to be in the business together and she stepped back for some personal things well we got to talk a little bit 
and she's you know kind of tiptoeing back in and we just got to chat about some of that but with no pressure just more fun and friends and and that kind of thing so there was that conversation that was kind of happening then I met people I was able to plug into people in person and have fun and get to know them and meet them and then I had my phone with me. It wasn't, there was no Wi-Fi, which turned out to be problematic, by the way, if you have like Evernote or a notes app on your phone and you don't have a Wi-Fi, it doesn't save it. <laughs> so I lost one contact, but then we saw her the next day. So it was like, yeah, you again. Um, but then, but then what you do is once you have them plug in their information, you do a screenshot of it and now you got the picture of it. Okay. So if it goes away, you've got the picture at least. Okay. That's so we learned a very helpful tip. Yes. So, because that was like, not me. Uh, So I had my, and I already had my Evernote ready. And it said, um, we were on a carnival cruise, which by the way, I, I will never go on another one. I'm not trying to talk. I mean, maybe I am. I don't know. I will not give it a a five out of five stars. Okay. So I'm just going to say, not going to give it a five out of five stars. Um, I, I would give it a two only because the staff was amazing. But as far as the quality, the ship itself, like the rooms, the plumbing issues, the smell, <laughs> um, the food, oh, no, <laughs> Ew. Oh, it was just, it was pretty awful. So, but as far as the staff, see the people, it was the people that were so great. That's why I'm like, yeah. I hate to talk bad because everything else, the people were great as far yeah. as the working people. Yeah. Now, a lot. Now let's, let me talk about this too. I'm, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but I got to plug into people and then there were people that kind of plugged into us, but in a really aggressive tone, there was an incident, but being unplugged and being in the state of relaxation, I did not even have like a hypervigilant response or anything, which was really good for me. Because when someone comes at me in a very aggressive way, and I'll tell you the story in just a minute, but when someone comes at me in a very aggressive way, because of some of the things I've been through, and probably you too, Teresa, you know, we kind of lived in hypervigilant states whenever we were in certain deployment zones and whatever, right? So that kind of comes back really fast. Right. And so long, long story short, basically, these two people have been sitting in these chairs and then they left and they left their... They left their stuff, their towels and flip-flops there. And I think a book too. I don't know, whatever, doesn't matter. They left. And if you're gone for more than 40 minutes, the the people walk around and they'll put a little like card and a sticker on your stuff with the time. And if they come back around and after 40 minutes, if you haven't returned, they can take your stuff and free up the chairs, which to me is fair. You know, they could have been passed out drinking. I don't know. Or went back to their room, you know, with the intention of coming back in three hours. Yeah, people probably do that to reserve their chairs. Yeah, Yeah, because they want it for the night. Yeah, so so we watched because we were sitting right at the bar right there and we had our eyes on it. And we were like telling the guy, when you're ready, let us know because we're going to we're going to get those. And we tipped him 20 bucks. And (laughs) Then the bartender was in on it too. He was looking for us and because he, he liked us, you know, we were tipping pretty well. So he wanted us like right there where we would go to him, you know? And so (laughs) anyway, um, well, sure enough, they, they gave him five more minutes, five extra minutes. 
never showed up. So they removed their things. We sat down. It was all done properly. It wasn't like we encouraged them to do it or, I mean, they were already doing it. You know, we just encouraged them to make sure we knew when they were going to pull the stuff and they did. So we went, we sat down. Yeah, but how would they know that? You know, they they wouldn't know that you're even part of this. To them, they probably thought that you guys hijacked their stuff if they well, didn't know ship policy, right? And they knew ship policy because they said, we haven't been gone longer than 40 minutes. That was like the first thing they said, oh. right? So they knew. So anyway, they come up and one of the ladies was very aggressive, very, she just wasn't a very feminine person. She was super aggressive, okay? And just her masculine energy was <laughs> way up here. Um, and then the other person, the other female with her was more, you know, feminine energy, but, you know, she was trying to kind of soothe it a little bit, but it was just, you took our stuff. Uh, uh, I'm reading my book and I'm like, I'm sorry. What stuff? I, I There was nothing here when we sat down. Because <laughs> there wasn't. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in the rules. I'm letting them talk to the security next door about the rules, you know? So, um, and of course, Cora was like, uh, no, we didn't. And I said, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you should ask them. I don't, I don't know. Cause there was like a towel place where they worked and then the security was right there too. They were all right there. So they, they went over there. The, the, the more feminine lady went over there and she was like, let me go see. I think she goes, oh, they have our stuff over here. And the other one would not leave us like berating us, yelling at us about how we took her stuff. And I said, I I, I didn't take your flip flops. I promise. Like <laughs> I did not steal your flip flops. And so luckily security was right there. And, and I just, and they, you know, I just kept reading my book, my obstacles away. I was reading the obstacles away. Kept turning the page. Wow. And I was like, and I was telling Cora how the obstacle really is the way, you know? <laughs> wow. But anyway, they, they, yeah. And, and, and normally I may have gotten up and had a different response to someone coming at me so aggressively, but, you know, I really do feel like part of it is just how I've grown just as a person, but then being able to disconnect, being able to relax, being able to really you know, work on some things, uh, you know, I'm reading during this time. I am trying to do a little bit of personal development while I'm on vacation as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was just, it was yeah. nice to get away and it was nice to have different response. It's a different Veronica. Yeah. I'm super proud of you for having a different response. It's, it's interesting how different things in our life will happen, which cause us to respond, right? Um, the people that are more reactive in their responses, you know, can take that aggressive approach. And it was laid out very um, plainly in front of you with the response of both of the women, you know, which one was a lot more reactive and which one was, you know, trying to take an understanding, you know, like, oh, well, maybe it wasn't them. Uh, that's very interesting. I find myself in those situations all the time as a parent. <laughs> so, I don't, I can be completely calm in business and in my career and be calculated and, uh, but not calculated in a bad way, calculated in like, I'm going to successfully take a step back and listen. So that way I can hear what they're saying instead of always formulating my next response, like actually listen to what the other person is saying. And then when they're done 
allow my brain to process, even if it means an awkward moment of silence, okay? Like I have to really turn off this, this want to always have the right next thing to say, um, especially in coaching and coaching team members or my spouse. I always feel like I've got something important to tell him if he would stop talking. <laughs> I'm just being real and uh, you know honest. But um, you said something that I think was, uh, I, well, you said a lot of things. And I just want to make sure that our listeners, you know, heard the little nuggets. Um, the first thing is you were, your face was in a book and you, you were developing yourself. In this industry as entrepreneurs, the only way to move forward is by developing. The more you develop yourself, both personally and professionally, the easier it is for you to excel in your business and in your personal life, period. If you take this stance of, I'm good, I know, I got this. Well, how are you ever going to be a leader? And you're gonna continually have opportunities that are gonna cause you to grow and to stretch, um, so personally develop. So that's the first thing that I heard you say. Um, going back to the question that I had asked you, you know, like what advice would you give to entrepreneurs that maybe have this thought process of like, I can't unplug, like, I don't like this. I would rather just go to work and work a nine to five so I can let it go. Um, and your, your definition between balance and harmony, like that really spoke to me. So thank you for that. I wrote that down because sometimes I think we want this balance and balance is so much of a teeter totter. Sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're feeling good, sometimes you're not. And if you allow your life to be that teeter-totter constantly, you feel out of balance, right? When do you ever see a teeter-totter exactly like this? You have to have the exact weight on each side. That's not practical in life, it's just not. And when you said you can have it all, you just can't have it all at once, right? That's how you said that? Yeah. That's so powerful. And I loved that the answer to it all is just being disciplined in that moment. It's being disciplined to realize that it's more about harmony than it is balance. And the one key thing that I took away, there's so much, you can see there are so many nuggets that I wrote down, but it was your ability to communicate in those instances, like with your spouse, you asked him, you, you just asked him, what do you need from me? You know, and then you found out what's important to him. And it turns out that it's a night at home on the couch watching a cop show. <laughs> That's what I heard. You may not have said it that way, right? And there was a lot more detail to it. But, you know, I think those nuggets of seek harmony, not balance, you know, hold yourself accountable and seek the, the discipline in that moment and communicate. People, you got to communicate. You can't just assume, right? Absolutely. And, you know, let's let's go back to where you said the difference between being an employee and, and being the boss, being having your own, your own boss, right? Being your own yeah. boss, right? So from day one, we're all trained to be employees. Think right. about it. When you're a kid at home, you got to get up at a certain time. You got to put on these these clothes first. You got to go in this order. Then you go to school and you have to go to school at this time. And then the bell rings and then you change class. And then the bell rings and you change class. And then at some point the bell rings and you go to lunch and everybody has to go to lunch at a certain time. 
And then the bell rings and you get your recess if you do, you know, if you get that right. And then the bell rings and you're back in class. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like you're on a bell nonstop. You're on this constant schedule. Someone else is scheduling your life for you. So we are not trained as children. And as we're growing up to be entrepreneurs, we are trained to be employees. So we have to train ourselves. And that is where the discipline comes in to be our own boss, to be entrepreneurs. Because, and it takes even more discipline because for so long in our life, we've been told by someone else what to do. And now we have this freedom to have our own schedules, but we have to maintain the discipline to almost work like an employee of ourselves so that we stay on track. Otherwise, you go in every direction. And the next thing you know, you're like, I've been working a lot. Well, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. I mean, it just feels like it. You know, <laughs> we had that discussion last night. We absolutely um, did. I have to yeah. tell them. Yeah. So y'all, so um, my mentor, I was, I li- I'm going to read it to you. It's so funny. Okay. She, <laughs> I love being raw and, and authentic with you guys. Um, it just lets you know that we're human and that we, even though we're ragingly successful at what we do, we, we still have these thoughts. Okay. I said, I said, I'm trying so hard at this. And her response was so hard at question mark, question mark. And I said, growing my business, right? Can you even, can you just feel the, I, I mean, I did not elaborate. I was like, duh, growing my business. And her response back was, If you would like to pull together your numbers for the last couple of months and your calendar, we can talk through them tomorrow. And in that moment, I was like, you know, okay. I said, like faces in interviews, right? Because in our in our um, network marketing company, it's all about, you know, like the amount of people that you're getting in front of, right? Are you sharing the product? Are you sharing the opportunity? And like that equals not success, but you know, that's what we should be doing. We'll just say that. So then I said, she, I didn't even give her a chance to respond. And I said, okay, let me rephrase what I just said. I think about trying so hard to grow my business a lot. <laughs> and then I sent her a dog chasing his tail. And the caption was, working harder, hardly working. Why do we, like, I'm just being real. Like when, when it came down to me actually sending her my results, do I want to own the fact that I didn't do what was expected of me, but yet here I am trying to grow my business and complain about the fact that it's not growing at the pace that I want it to be growing. Right. That's funny. So, oh yeah, girl. So back to, uh, yeah, the difference between being an employee and, and your own boss. Right. That's and, why and we that's have what, this podcast, right? Right. It's so right. important. We need to talk about these tactical things that will help us be successful, but also help you as a listener know you're not alone. 
right? We've got to, de- we've got to develop to move forward. And we've got to have people who we can be accountable to. Mm. That's a big thing. So if you don't have a coach, you need a coach. We have a great coach and mentor in our business already. So we don't have to pay for one. We just choose to for just a little different, like for mine, the perspective is more social media type guidance and coaching, um, how to grow my business yeah. specifically through social media. But as far as how to grow the business in general, in our type of company, we have our, our national sales director who we go to for that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I know you do the same thing on with your business as well. You have a business coach and then you have your mentor inside the business. And so, you know, I recommend that you have someone for coaching one way or another, and then a power partner like you and I are. Yes. You know, we're battle buddies. That's what we always say, you know, for those who are in the army, you know, the battle buddy term, and that's how we are in our business as well. So um, I I did want to jump back to one more thing that kind of came through my mind when I was talking about the, uh, and, and you had kind of mentioned some things too, but talking about the, having that moment, well, you were saying, you know, you were, you, you had a book in front of you. And you are personally developing, right? And which to me is also professional development. My personal development is my professional development a lot of times too, you know? Yeah. It's a very blurry line. They run together. Yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm. here's what I think about. And, And again, this is another blurry line, but I feel like I'm always representing my brand. Always. Always. I mean, obviously, if I'm at home and my husband and I are having a discussion or an argument, that's different, right? But I mean, in public, I am always representing my brand. And if I have responded in a way that does not sh- does not look nicely for my brand, right? And I went into a response that may have been foul-mouthed and <laughs> I don't know, maybe I jumped or I don't know, but it wouldn't have looked good for my brand. And if anyone then came across my path, who had seen that action happen, and then I wanted to talk to them and maybe get their information, they may not want to have anything to do with me. False show. Yeah. And so I do think about that. And Mm -hmm. we, I can tell you, I've had struggles with um, some people in my business, uh, Mm -hmm. in my business line because mm-hmm. they chose to take it to social media and attack people and attack yeah. people who maybe didn't, um, you know, answer them in a timely way, things like that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's what we want to do. You know, and you try to coach them out of that. And sometimes mm-hmm. what we find is those who don't want to be coached to do things the right way and yeah. in an appropriate way will oftentimes say, I can't do this and I'm out. And it's oh, sad. 100%. Because- it's yeah. sad because it was a moment and an opportunity for them to improve who mm. they are, for them yeah. to develop who yeah. they are. Yeah. Some people just don't want to. Yeah. And we can't yeah. own that for them. We can only own how we respond. Yeah. I, I was listening. Coach. I agree. I agree. I was listening to this Tony Robbins um, podcast this morning, and, you know, he was talking about, um, Jefferson. And it's, it's interesting that, how did he, how did he put it? Like one of the qualities that I'm really looking for in leaders, um, 
but to sponsor into my organization is this ability to adapt, right? Adaptability. And it, some people call it resiliency, but I, I really feel that adaptability is a must have quality of an entrepreneur because things are always changing. And the easier it is for you to adapt and yes, overcome, but adapt and, and learn from it. It's being on this journey of personal development and not causing it to, to stop you, but causing it to cause you to, to question in terms of like self-reflection, like, why did that happen? How can I use this? Um, how can I allow this to launch me forward? You know, all of that. There's always a second layer. And instead of saying, why me? Why is this happening to me? Like a lot of people do, peace out. I don't want this. It's conflict. It doesn't feel good, right? Um, he was saying in this podcast that we have to ask ourselves, number one, what's the most important thing to me, right? Like, what do you value the most? Um, and you can do this in other areas of your life. Like what's important to me in life? What's important to me in my relationships? But for me, it's what's important for me in my business. And those things that you truly value, like the things that you lean toward, like I, I'll tell you what mine are. I want a chance to contribute. Like I, I want my voice to be heard because I am reflective and I, I know I've got really great input and I want to contribute. I don't want to be the one in the, in the back corner that just goes with the flow. I do not have an employee mindset. Um, and I also want the ability to make a, a difference. I want to impact other people's lives. And that's why we have this podcast. But on the flip side, where I'm going with this is you also have this other set of values that a lot of times we don't even know are there. We do not recognize. And that to, to find this other set of values, you have to ask yourself the question, what are the feelings or emotions that I'm trying to avoid? Okay. And when you learn to actually step into this, like today in my coaching session, I actually under uncovered the number one feeling at all costs that I'm trying to avoid right now in this season of my life. And I don't know that I feel comfortable sharing it. I'm, it's a very vulnerable place and I don't want to start crying. You don't need to see me crying. Maybe we'll save that for another day. Um, but it was very, very powerful for me to put put a name to it, you know? And now that I know that name, it does, it's not going to control me anymore. I refuse to allow it to control me. And Tony Robbins was saying, what happens is we want this really good one, the one that's important to us. Like maybe it's success, maybe it's love, maybe the most, the number one thing for you that you're striving in life, your number one value is comfort. Maybe it's joy. Maybe it's to have fun. I don't know. Every person is different. For me, I want to be successful. I want to be successful. But if I have this limiting self-belief, something that I also am trying to stay so hard away from, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's financial insecurity. So if I feel like I am financially insecure in this thing that I'm trying to get to grow to become successful like it completely shuts me down and they start to fight against each other so then success 
out of fear, right? I can't see straight. It's very, very powerful. So ask yourself some questions like what's important to you? What do you value most in life, in your business, where you're going? And then also to what feelings, emotions, or what state are you trying to avoid? And yeah, see how they're connected. I actually wrote mine down as we were talking, as you were talking about this. Um, my my number one core value, personal core value, and then that would definitely correlate here. What do I value the most? Freedom. Freedom. Time, mm-hmm. financial, emotional, all of that. It's absolute freedom. Mm. And um, and what am I trying to avoid? Dependency. Ooh. Upon someone or something or some government or some ideology or whatever. I I don't want to yeah. depend on anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of that happened in the last few years as our, in our country, many people, sure. including me, were forced into doing things that we didn't want to do um, because of, you know, positions in the government or whatever it may be. And, um, and that very well could have affected our long-term health um, seriously. And, mm. and that's a scary thing. And I don't ever want to be in a position where I am so dependent upon mm. a job or an income that I'll go put experimental things in my body. Right. Because I'm, you know, that I mean, a lot of people say, well, you have the choice. You could either keep the job or, you know, do what they say, mm-hmm. be compliant. And well, mm-hmm. right. that's really more like blackmail. Let's just be honest. It's not really sure. a choice. Um, so uh, I don't ever want to be in that position again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't blame and, you. And and that that very well, you know, dependency might even be a good um almost parallel to what you're saying as far as financial insecurity right because we need what we are doing mm-hmm. to be so secure and it right. is we just have to feel that way right um mm-hmm. that we aren't dependent upon anything else for that yeah you know our only true limitation in this world is their mind yeah. that's that's our only true limitation So when you go to work on the hard stuff of why you believe what you believe, where did that even come from? Where's your first memory of even having that? You know, like when I think about being successful, well, it's because growing up, my mom didn't work and my dad made, I think like 30,000 a year. And like, we barely had anything. It was really hard. It was really, really hard. We grew everything. We grew it in our garden or raised it and then butchered it. The the list of skills that I have, you would never believe. So if if there's a, a yeah. zombie apocalypse, I'm coming to your house. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. You just said zombie. My five-year-old woke up this morning and she said, oh, that was a bad dream I had last night. That zombie was right outside of our front door. And I was like, no zombies aren't real where did you even hear the word zombie you know like it's not like we're watching zombies on tv and she goes bubba duh my older son who plays video games of course there's zombies in these video games anyways i digress so i just thought that was interesting i haven't heard that word the other thing i want to say 
and maybe we can we can end on this unless you have any final thoughts, but these will be my final thoughts. Um, you know, don't always worry about flying when you jump. It's absolutely okay if you don't fly. It's okay if you crash and burn. What is healthier to worry about is if you're gonna get back up and you are you are gonna get back up because that's what we do. It's okay to fall, it's okay to stumble. Mary Kay Ash says, we fell forward to success. You cannot look at the bad things that happen to you as obstacles. They're really your launching pad. It's your the choice. obstacle is the way, the obstacle that's right. is the way. Yep, yep, you will get back up again because you're a fighter. Absolutely, and sometimes you need to disconnect to realize that so amen yep so take Love that it. to heart don't disconnect too long though you got a job to do so <laughs> you got work to do all right well this was great wow this went in a great direction today we always take a new direction you know we just like pivot a little yeah. you know but i think we covered a lot of ground and i really appreciate everything um that you said today and, and especially about defining what you value the most and those emotions and feelings that you're trying to avoid, that is deep work right there. Mm -hmm. Everybody should do that. Take that and do that now. And we will be back next week with our next episode. Until then, see you later. Thank you so Bye, much everyone. for joining us today. Let me go.